My name is Aya. Yeah, I'm Cosmo. Yeah, I'm Cosmo. I guess the artist for the Skeleton Crew. Code Monkey behind Skeleton Crew. Okay, everyone, we're going to go ahead and get started. Thank you so much for joining us on this lovely evening. It's rainy where I am. Um, so a little bit of background before we jump in. My name is Ayo. I'm the artist and the co-founder, one of the co-founders behind the Skeleton Group, which is a uh, NFT on Solana. Uh, I guess you guys probably might know about it. Um, but yeah, we do a lot of uh, these artist spotlights, so that where we feature artists who we have worked with or have airdropped stuff with us, or just people we like and enjoy, and we want to see more of their work out there. Um, so we like to do these flash Twitter spaces. The format is 15 minutes, short and sweet. We have people talk about their work, their team, their art, their process, um, and just uh, we'll also be fielding one or two questions at the end. If you, if anyone wants to request to speak. Um, We'll give you some time to do that. Um, so as you're listening, if you have questions, it's a great time to kind of think about what you want to ask this team. Today's guest is Innermind. Innermind is a, a new and upcoming NFT that actually sold out their entire presale. Um, so we were really lucky to get two different Innermind um, pieces, NFTs, um, airdropped to the Skeleton Crew. And I'm excited to have them here because... Um, they're releasing 5,250 portals. Uh, portals are what they they call the um, the NFT um, on the 5th of November. So this is coming right up, and the presale was doing so well that it sold out. So we're really lucky to have snagged two of them. Um, Innermind and team, if you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves real quick, go ahead. No problem. Uh, I'm Jack. I'm the head of operations here at Innermind. Um, any questions related to that, uh, you can just ask the discount. And then our other two speakers, we have Ori Spector and Luke Mann. Uh, Ori's the head of um, uh, marketing and community, and then Luke is our head developer. Hey, guys. Um, this is cool space. Thanks for having us here. Yeah, um, I'm the head developer and also um, the lead developer of our art. Our art, it's all generative, um, so it's its all made basically using code. Um, and I've been working at the intersection of art and it's for years on years now. Um, so it's I'm just loving the whole NFT space and seeing that the art community is actually responding to uh, this generative art movement that's been building for a while. Cool. Ori, do you want to introduce yourself? It's up to you. You don't have to. Yeah, hey guys. Yeah, I'm very excited to be here. And um, we think we got some really good stuff coming soon. Uh, with our whole project, and we're just happy to start branching out and reaching to other communities uh, like the scout, like the skeleton crew, and um, yeah, we're just excited to be here. Awesome! So, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, I think one of the things that has really excited us when we are looking at por um, portals and inner mind is that one, the art is just incredibly mesmerizing and two it's actually animated which is you know in the current solana nft space i think it's animation is something that is not as well utilized as it could be um 
I guess Luke or actually, I mean, any of you, do you guys want to talk a little bit about um, your inspiration behind why you decided to make portals look the way that they do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've, I've been working with um, animated pieces for a couple of years now. Actually, I started with animated uh, um, GAN art pieces, which are generative adversarial networks, basically. It's a form of AI to create artwork, and people normally do that in still forms. I was one of the first people to do it animated. Um, and, you know, when I started working on this inner mind project, I had this, this other um, algorithm that I was working with for basically using these mathematically derived, um, shapes. And then I combined the two and you end up with, um, and then I basically added animations to that second algorithm and then feed the GAN artwork into the, um, into the mathematical equations. And you end up with these crazy and randomly seated pieces um, as far as the animation goes, it's actually, I think, one of, the, one of the major reasons that we don't see a lot of animation in the Solana space is because, uh, as I'm sure many of you know, the um, the predominant player for actually um, you know, managing NFT data and what um, metadata and whatnot is Metaplex. And their, their minting system is called uh, Metaplex Candy Mint Machine. And basically, the open source code for that it only enables the uploading of PNG files. Uh, so when we went to do the presale, we um, you know in the weeks leading up to the presale, we realized that we had to recreate the system in order to support you know moving and animated artworks, which is what led us to creating Mint UI, which is our open source minting tool. So I think that now that the space is opening up a bit more and there's more developers in here, we're going to start seeing a lot more different forms of artwork. Like I know a couple of projects are doing interactive pieces um, using basically source code in the metadata. Um, so we're going to see a, a large shift um, away from strictly PNGs and into all these other art forms that we're seeing on Ethereum already and whatnot. That's awesome. I mean, that's a great kind of summation of where you kind of build the tech around the art, right? Like you already have the art and you love it and you want to make sure that it gets out to the hands of the people and you can actually build the technology to support that instead of just being like, well, here's some limitations and I guess I can never send anyone <laughs> anything animated again, but that's awesome. So you get, this is open sourced. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You can find it on our website. Um, the GitHub repo is all open sourced. Um, basically it's just, it's a UI for minting NFTs, um, which, um, as far as I know, doesn't exist in the space. It's, it's received a lot of support. It's one of the top Solana projects um, that's open sourced as of right now. Um, and basically, that's just you know how we're operating. Um, there's a, basically all these needs that our team has from a technical standpoint, and because the Solana space is so new, we have the opportunity to build out all of those products that we need in order to build our brand, to build our company. And as we're doing that, we're open sourcing it along the way and introducing a lot of really exciting infrastructure to the community. It's also uh, pinned on our Twitter if anyone wants to look at it without having to go to our website. That's awesome. Could you talk a little bit about the procedural and procedural manipulation aspect of this? I know you mentioned the GAN earlier. I don't think just, you know, kind of give a brief overview of how that kind of works for someone who's like a lay person who doesn't really necessarily know how that how that entire process is is like. Yeah, absolutely. So um I guess a little backstory first. Um it was about close to a year ago now, I started um working on creating um, my most recent batch of animated generative artworks. 
Um, you can actually check those out. It's on, um, it's on an old website. I think artbyman.net. It's not, it's not as cool as our portal stuff. Um, but basically you take normally when you see generative art, like, like projects like Abstratica, which is very cool. Um, they take one single data point and they feed it into this generative algorithm. So basically what I do is instead of taking just one single point, I actually, I slowly iterate over those points so that you end up with um, very, con um, very closely connected outputs, but they're all slightly different and you get these crazy randomized pieces. And then we feed that into WebGL, which is basically a JavaScript um, generative art framework. And so we start with a base texture of all of these, um, you know, AI generated, um, these AI generated artworks. And then from there, we basically manipulate them using um, you know, different mathematical algorithms that end up resulting in shapes like fractals or kaleidoscopes or, you know, randomly moving meshes with, um, you know, different lens flares and what's not. And that's all building on a lot of open source work um, that's been that's been done. It's just my, my algorithm takes it, combines it all in a way that I find um, pretty aesthetically pleasing. So it's. It's something that the community—I don't think the NFT community has really seen before. Um, I, I take a lot of pride in that, just because you know it's been years in the making to uh, you know actually end up with this portal's result. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, the detail that goes into these is—it's obvious um, because when you're looking at it, it's hard to. It's almost like you're trying to focus on many aspects at once because there's so many colors, there's so many textures, different things, different portals ripple in different ways. So it's like very fascinating to look at. Um, would you ever release the original algorithmically generated pattern <laughs> or is that kind of like a trade secret? Just just out of curiosity. Um. So, yeah, I would say for the, the second step like that I talked about earlier, um, so for the, the web jail manipulation, um, that's, that's our proprietary, um, system, but I, I would just say that the, um, the, the first step of that, the GAN generated artworks, that's all based on a lot of just, you know, um, research papers that other people have put out. So I can't say that I invented the AI algorithm itself. Um, it's, it's actually, it's called progressive growing of, of GANs if anyone wants to check it out. And um, basically, it's it, you know it's a, it's a somewhat simple Python implementation. So I, I think just because of how intertwined the two systems are, we can't release that completely open source. But um, you know, as we build our brand, we're going to start working with um, with a lot of other artists um, to to you know expand this generative art space. I think as we work with those artists, we'll find ways to. Um, expand the generative art community, whether it's prob whether it's through you know open sourcing a more generalized version of the systems we use to create our artworks. I'm not entirely sure that what that will look like, but I mean, I mean just in this in the you know the Solana space, what we're starting to see with generative art, it's really starting to boom. So I think Intermind can play a big part in increasing the quality of the work in the space. So we do want to do that. I'm not sure exactly what form it'll take. That's awesome. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about your in-person art gallery? I think this is something that showed up on your roadmap, and I think people were asking questions about that because that's really interesting, especially you know in our quote-unquote unprecedented times. <laughs> it's like we we haven't seen people in real life in so long, and also NFTs, right? Where it's in a new kind of phase of being able to allow people to 
create communities online and remotely, um, what kind of, what, what do you, what are you kind of imagining for your in-person art gallery? Yeah, I can take the lead on this question. So we're based in the Bay area. So this in-person, uh, gallery will be in Berkeley, um, which is in Northern California. And we sort of see it as there's this movement of digital work being presented in physical spaces. Like this is sort of an art movement of the future. And we sort of want to combine where certain parts of art is moving towards and, you know, using what we think is good art, you know, our art, the portals and showing sort of a new community of people, what this might look like. Um, And we're thinking we want to maybe host an auction for the people who do see the gallery um, and maybe want to sort of enter the NFT space. It's sort of like a bridge of, you know, physical art and the digital, you know, world of NFTs um, all at once. That's amazing. I think it will be, I think there's a lot of interest in this, right? I mean, even the people who are throwing NFT parties in Vegas, it's their version of this, but I think without the art. So it would be really cool to kind of see it in the context of an art gallery, especially since, you know, in traditional fine art, there's so many barriers to kind of allowing newcomers and new mediums into this, that it's great that through NFTs, you can kind of say like, no, we want to do stuff in real life. Um, I noticed that there was one request, uh, just for time, it's uh, been 15 minutes, but I noticed that there was one request to speak. Um, so if we want to just kind of switch a little bit gears into the Q&A, um, do you have any questions? I think it's Luscious actually asking. It sure is. Can you hear me all right? We can hear you. Fabulous. All right. Love you. Ari. Thanks. Hey, Inner Mind crew, that's unreal. And this space is moving so fast. It's really cool to see Cozzy and the Skelly crew team drop the treat box open source. And now we've got this Mint UI open source concept for Beyond PNG. That's brilliant. I'm in a position trying to conceive of a token release myself where the content I want to tokenize is effectively audio and video. Herein lies the technical challenges. Can you talk a little bit about whether there's potential in that domain or if it's something that you're also exploring in the mechanism of what you can tokenize within the construct of your um, Mint UI environment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you want to give a bit more details about the exact uh, you know, technical details, what you're working on, and then maybe I can give a more generalized answer? Sure. You'll have to forgive me that I'm not particularly technical. I'm more of a content creator. So um, effectively, we've got audio video content as simple as, say, a music video um, or even as simple as an M4A um, you know, compressed audio file. We would like to be able to tokenize this and not quite sure on the sort of limitations that might exist in hosting this in, in say, Arweave or other environments, nor the technicalities of uh, bringing that along with the JSON script into a token itself. So I'm just trying to understand if you're developing that capability and whether we might have some potential to leverage that technology. Yeah, absolutely. So actually, the good news is what you're trying to do is actually 100% possible. Um, so um, first, I guess I'll break down exactly what one of these um, these mints looks like. So basically, um, the predominant way of defining a a NFT art piece is using Metaplex's um, metadata standard. And so what that means is that within the metadata itself, which is hosted on chain, 
there's not the content of nfts is actually not stored on chain instead it's a basically a json file which then links to decentralized storage which holds the content itself um so we, we ran into a similar you know um question when we were originally um trying to upload these you know like 70 megabyte f- files um which all, all of our pros are 1024 pixels by 1024 pixels um 10 seconds a piece at 30 frames per second so they're they're massive files um so obviously we were looking to ar weave and we were just you know shocked at the prices um you know we'd be spending more money actually storing these portals than we would um to be you know to be selling them um so what we ended up doing was instead of hosting on ar weave which is a fantastic product um we instead hosted on ipfs which is another form of decentralized storage which basically relies on um, having um, paying into a node, which then um, w- al- along with time, which then um, hosts your content over this decentralized network. It's a uh, it's somewhat similar to Tor, but with uh, but with um, basically a um, a real time and constantly available content source. And so this is um, a system where you cannot um, mutate data after it's been uploaded which means that it's the same level of security um, in regards to making sure that the data is around forever, as does AR Weave. Um, so I would look into using IPFS. I know that Cloudflare, which is, it's a really big, uh, um, it's a C, they were traditionally a Web2 CDN, but now it seems like they're transitioning a bit. They actually just announced a few days ago um, that they are going to be um, start supporting um, IPFS um, via their own system, which is really, really exciting because um, it's kind of a you know a signal of approval from this um, really impressive Web2 startup that they think that Web3 storage is going to be the future. Um, so those prices are pretty reasonable as well. I think we pay around, I want to say, 5 to $10 per portal um, to actually store these. Um, and again, it's the same level of security as AR Weave. It's just a slightly different system. So I would look into that. Um, and then all you need to do is link to these files, um, which have permanent links in your um, NFT metadata. Amazing. All right, lots more to talk about. Thanks, guys. I'm sorry if I hijacked that with that question. It was pretty involved, but that was really, really interesting. I hope everyone else found that uh, quite compelling too. No, I thought that was great. I think any kind of tech talk and you know process is process tech is part of that process so that's awesome um is there anyone else who has a question if not i'm gonna kind of just ask uh inner mind and team if there's anything that you guys uh want to have people take away when they leave these the spaces tonight right is there what is like the one thing you kind of want them to do once we end the spaces is it to look at your discord is it to like is there some specific place we can point them yeah, I would say check out our Twitter, join our Discord. Um, you know, we have a pretty fun community building. Um, and man, I gotta say, I'm really excited for the next week and a half. We have some uh, we have some crazy announcements on the way. Um, I, I don't want to spoil it, but um, it's I think that Inner Mind is really going to uh, you know, have a, a it's going to blow up over the next week in in regards to this a lot of space with the infrastructure that we're introducing. So stay tuned for that and. Um, yeah, I mean, I, this is great talking to all of you. This is really fun. I'm hoping to do more of these Twitter spaces. I think I'd say the same thing. Um, definitely, you know, join our Discord, follow us on Twitter. But I think if there's one sort of thing to that we want you to take away is that um, 
we really believe in like building this infrastructure. This is the opposite of a, you know, let's mint these 10 K cute animals and get some money. Like we're really trying to build this out here and, um, yeah, keep, keep your notifications posted for the next week. There's a lot of big news coming. Awesome. I think we have one question coming in from Corzai. Hey, this is actually a question from one of our community members, but he wanted to know when you guys create a piece, do you have a rough vision for what you intend it to look like? Or is it more of an experimental and accidental uh, output that, that you end up arriving to in the end? Yeah. So in a sense, it's actually accidental because so basically the real challenge with the portals algorithm and the reason it took so long to actually get to the point where we're happy with it is every single portal is randomly seeded. So basically we have um, a level of randomization on the scale of around um, 12 to the no eight. 80 to the 12th power so like there's a near infinite number of possible portals that can be made um using this algorithm and basically every time that we create a portal um we just run that algorithm once so we're keeping it to 5,000. um you know obviously for the sake of scarcity um and um just so that these portals actually hold value but you know we could theoretically create a, a a boundless amount of completely unique looking portals. So yeah, they, they actually are random. Um, we don't, you know, we don't go through and hand tweak the algorithm for each one. The art is almost in the algorithm itself rather than each individual piece. Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. And it's awesome to have endless opportunities. I think it's uh, really cool what you guys are building here. Thanks for that. That's crazy that it's truly random because some of the portals that are on your website, which by the way is one of the best NFT websites I've seen in this in the Solana space, but some of these it feels like the the motion and the actual images and colors are like intentional. Um, but you're saying that it's totally algorithm algorithmically based, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it just um, you know, it took months to get the the algorithm and just you know, just every day tweaking and revising it um to to get it to the point where you know every single random seed or at least you know a, a, a majority chunk of them ends up with a kind of mesmerizing art piece. Oh, um, sorry. Uh, I was saying that if you guys have a chance to go through and look at innermind.space, that's like a great place to kind of look at the past and existing portals, um, the portals that they have minted for the Founders Edition. And you can kind of see how they each look good. Like there's no, there is no portal on there that looks bad. And I think that's really a mark of the fact that you guys have put, on a, put in a lot of work to kind of code it in a way that creates compelling pieces because sometimes right you can with generative art there are chances for you to get stuff that doesn't look good but this i feel like with portals it's fascinating because every single one of them is is mesmerizing like i just want to stare at them and every single one of them is vastly different from another it is really cool to see the variety in here i'm just scrolling through right now it's really really awesome what i love about it too is part of the beauty is you know everyone has different tastes i mean art is subjective at the end of the day and so you have all these different types of portals and there's almost always a case where somebody likes one you know compared to another and so we don't kind of limit you to like one design here there's just a, a bunch of different randomly generated portals right it's not like they're all pixelated or they're all kaleidoscopic 
but there's like some, there's like a variety and it's kind of maybe more collectible or tradable in that way. I think for people who really enjoy the art. Yeah. Another thing that's great about it is, um, like you said, since everything is like truly random, it doesn't mean that it's just like, Oh, this one is a mix of these random like shapes and these random colors and they all look, uh, sort of similar, but with different shapes and colors. It's so random that it's kind of like uh, looking at clouds, like cloud watching. You can sort of see any pattern that you want in them because they move around so often. Um, I know there's one that we posted on our Twitter that uh, at the start is um, a pretty sort of basic looking blue and white pixelated one. And then about five or six seconds in, it morphs and there's a face there makes a face on the screen just randomly. Um, and like Luke said, there's, you know, almost infinite possibilities. So it's kind of crazy that things like that can happen. Awesome. Yeah, I think so. This has been almost 30 minutes, which is one of our longer spaces, but I think it really goes to show that we like the stuff so much that we want to keep talking about it. Um, in the, I'm going to kind of wrap up this space since we are calling it a flash space. Um, thank you so much for joining us, team. And before anyone goes, we highly, again, recommend checking out their Twitter at InnermindNFT. Um, that's their username or going to their Discord, which you can find from their Twitter profile. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Thanks for having us. Nice talking to you.